A toast to the hunters from your friends at Grain Belt. May the mornings be clear and the fresh air be crisp. May you find solace in the silence. May the stillness settle your soul. May your long shot stay true. May your heart roam free. May you find what you seek in the fields you stock. May your call to the wild be answered. And at the end of the day, may you share in the thrill of the hunt with your friends. So here's to the eight pointers and the 12 ounces. Here's to you and to your thirst for adventure. Bring Grain Belt to the outdoors with our limited edition premium hunting season pack. This season, enter to win a hunting trip for two to Brown's Hunting Lodge, wherever you can find premium 12 and 24 pack cans. For more information, visit our website at grainbelt.com forward slash hunting dash trip. So I'm looking out the window here of Voyager's Grand Lodge. I see boats on the water. I see a little bit of wind. I see blue skies. I see puffy clouds. And if you look to the west, I see dark clouds. It's the end of summer here in far northern Minnesota. And we are getting ready to hop onto a houseboat to go off the grid in a magical Part of our state. And my guests today are the guys who understand that magic. Along for uh, today's talk, Craig Bell, the co-owner here at Voyager Houseboats, and Colin Rowley, also a Voyager. Guys, what's going on with this weather? Well, you know, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, I know there's supposed to be some storms tonight. Um, I'm hoping that uh, they're not as bad as it looks and you guys can get off in your houseboat. Well, it doesn't matter. The size of this lodge, it looks brand new. It would be fantastic to just kind of hang out here tonight and share some stories. All right, houseboats. You've got 14 sitting at the dock. It looks incredible. And that's only a small portion of the fleet. Is that right? Yeah, we have a total of 37 houseboats ranging from 36 feet long to 63 feet long. Um, Our houseboats will sleep anywhere from two guests up to... 14 guests. So yeah, we've we've got a variety of different houseboats and then you know a whole nother fleet of tow behind boats that attach to the houseboat. So probably uh, double that number for our total boats. Yeah, and it seems like in this little burb of Crane Lake, I mean we're literally just right off the Canadian border on Crane Lake here. It seems like this little township is wrapped around what you guys have created here. I would say that's uh, pretty accurate. There, there's a lot of little uh, uh, resorts and uh, community members in the little town, and each one play a role in the community. But uh, the houseboats are a big part of it um, to get into the national park. Uh, one of the only real ways to get into the Voyagers National Park is by boat. And if you really want to experience the National Park, the way to do it is on a houseboat. Um, you can spend several days up in the National Park. Um, we call it the the great disconnect, reconnect trip. Um, you disconnect from technology and reality and then reconnect with family and friends. So... We'll get to the park and the houseboats in a second, but as I look at this little town, Crane Lake, it, like you have to work to get here. It isn't along a main highway. Like you have to make the turns and you have to want to go to this place. What is it? What makes it so special? I would say that it's it's as far from reality as you can get in Minnesota. <laughs> um, literally, we're at the end of the road. 
Um, a lot of people come up this way to get away from, you know, the city life and whether it be um, at their cabin or camping or houseboating or just getting out on the lake, it's uh, a great destination. And like you said, it, it has to be a destination because you're not going to stumble over this place just by driving around. No, you kind of turn the highway, by the way, and here is perfect. It's whatever, 20, 27 miles, something like that off of the main Highway 53. It's just a quiet drive, and then it just sort of dead ends here at Crane Lake. Yep, that's uh, exactly how you stated it. It's uh, 27 miles. They, they've redone the road here in the, um, the distance past here. And uh, they expanded it, so it's a, it's a nice uh, road to drive up. All right, so let's talk boats. I've got my fancy green Rapid Marine Lund behind the truck, but my boat is clearly not as big as yours. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, um, the boat you're on, we had built uh, last year. It came up last spring. So um, we've had two boats built in the last two years, and they're kind of the the jewel of our fleet, I guess you would call it. Um, but and these yeah, are they're floating the houses. Oh, they really are. Um, Sixty three feet. Um, the boat that you're on has uh, seven queen bed configurations. Um, so you know, technically, you could get fourteen people on that boat if you had couples. Um, it's it's got uh, the air conditioning. Uh, refrigeration, bathrooms, kitchen up top. It's got a, a big top with a, a bar and a hot tub and then a water slide, of course, for all the fun on the back end of the boat. And you let people just come and take them off your docks and drive them? Yeah, uh, we get people uh, with zero boating skills all the way up to those that have driven yachts. And uh, we give them a pretty thorough uh, checkout. They get a, a 15 to 20 minute uh, orientation in the office and then they get sent down to the docks where the dock staff will give you a, basically about a 45 minute uh, explanation on how to operate the boat, how to tie the boat up and all the things that um, a person would need to uh, operate our houseboat. But yeah, anybody can uh, drive them as long as they're of age 21 and uh, you know, we do have a hospitality service that we send out onto the lake. Um, and then we have a guy up the lake also that if there's any sort of issues with uh, people um, on the lake that there, we have somebody halfway up on Namakin that can help assist. All right. So is there a trick to driving a houseboat? And I'm not asking that to be facetious, but it, um, not is really. it a lot different from, you know, a it's, pontoon it's, or a it's little... It's basically like driving a big pontoon. I mean, there's more to it, obviously. You have to play uh, momentum because there's a lot more mass to them. Uh, play the wind a little bit when you're making your turns and whatnot. But, you know, basically, if you can drive a pontoon, you can drive one of these houseboats. And so your guests come, they load onto the boat, they get their education, and then you send them off and... As I look at the map of these bodies of water, it's not like we are confined to a small lake. It feels to me like you can go forever. Uh, yeah, from one end to the other, you know, it's uh, probably 60 miles. Um, if you wanted to drive from Crane Lake uh, to the far end of Cabotogama by houseboat, it would take you 13 um, consecutive hours 
to get to the other end. Hmm. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of obstacles in the way. Um, we have a few different, uh, tools that, uh, we suggest to the customers like, uh, Navionics. Um, it's just an app you download onto your phone, which gives you navigation, um, based off of GPS. So you don't have to have a cell phone signal and that's a great aid or a tool for the customer on the boat to kind of navigate the waterway. And there's a buoy system set up. Um, several years ago, that's all people would navigate with is basically the maps on the boat and uh, their eyesight following buoys. Sure. Now we've got all this technology. So if you, how far from here is the boundary of the national park? So the far end of uh, Crane Lake, which is just a, a couple miles, basically the, uh, uh, the northern uh, end of the, the lake there is uh, the start of the national forest. And at that point, where do people go? Like, do they, can, do they anchor the boat out on the lakes? Do they put them up on shore any place they want? What, what are the rules there? Uh, we send them out um, on our maps. They, they have what, what they call designated houseboat sites that the park has designated uh, for houseboat parking. There's many of those out there. Um, along with those, there's additional spots that uh, people have used throughout the years. Um, the rules on the houseboat are is that you park at a designated houseboat site or basically you can park in other areas as long as it's not a camper's site. Um, there's many uh, campsites that um, campers have to reserve in advance and they reserve a specific site. Uh, the houseboats have kind of their pick of um, the available houseboat sites that are out there and or what um, they would call undesignated sites. And what's um, it but, like? And, I'm sorry. You know, what, what, once you get there and, you know, you anchor up, like, what's a night like out there? Uh, typically, what uh, most customers will do is they'll pull into a houseboat site, moor their, their boat up along shore. Um, with the, the ropes that are provided on the boat and they tie to a, a tree, a rock or mooring post um, on some of the designated sites. And uh, basically, you know, it depends on the, the, the customers that are up there. Some people, they have a campfire and uh, roast hot dogs or do s'mores. Um, something that's kind of fun on our houseboats is we send every houseboat out with a s'more kit. So, um, we always suggest uh, having a campfire and, and roasting the s'mores on that. But, you know, it's about uh, enjoying nature and spending time with friends and family, really. And uh, what better way to do it than have a, a floating uh, hotel room? All right. So we have to thank some of the sponsors who help us get on the uh, air every week. But when we come back, I want to talk a couple different things. I want to talk a little bit about the fishing up here and also some of the specific destinations, some of the just unusual and almost quirky spots people can see. Deal? Sounds good. Awesome. Uh, well, thanks for listening to the Minnesota Bound Podcast. I'm Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. We have all these great sponsors who uh, help us get to you each week. Up first, 
we'd like to thank our friends at the Minnesota Propane Association. It's summer season, which means thunderstorms can roll on in. Are you prepared for a power outage at your home or business? The Minnesota Propane Association wants you to know that installing a propane generator will ensure peace of mind when the power goes out. Also, the same propane that powers your generator can also power all the major appliances in your home. Installing propane appliances instead of electric appliances in your home or business will reduce the size and cost of the generator. Imagine running all your gas appliances at one time versus picking and choosing which electric ones to run during a power outage. Reliable, affordable, safe. Propane, the energy for everyone. To find out more about generators and propane appliances, go to propane.com. Fall is here, and that means crisp, cool air. And turning on your furnace only to find out it's old, tired, and worn out. Scott for Aquarius Home Services with some good news. Now through October 14th, Aquarius is having a huge fall blowout sale with 25% off whole home heating and cooling systems. Yep, 25% off a new furnace and AC system. Visit Aquarius Home Services com to schedule your free in-home consultation and enjoy a cozy, comfy home for years to come. Hey there, Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. Propane, it's clean, efficient fuel produced right here in the United States. Schedule your propane service with a friend. Lakes Gas, a family-owned provider serving the upper Midwest for more than 60 years. 54 convenient locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Now, with offices in North Dakota and South Dakota, too. Lakes Gas employees live in the communities they serve, so you can expect personalized service from professionals. Oh, and the Lakes Gas offers competitive pricing without all the extras that tend to drive up fuel prices. Safe, dependable service. Lakes Gas, the right choice for your home, business, or farm. Visit lakesgas.com and join the family. So today we are talking the magic of Minnesota houseboats in Minnesota's only national park, Voyagers National Park, also known as the only uh, water access park in the national system. Craig Bell is a co-owner of Voyager Houseboats and Cullen Rowley is along for the adventure, also a Voyager. All right, so we're gonna hop on this boat, we're gonna go off the grid, uh, I haven't fished this area. Can people come up here and catch fish? Most definitely they can catch fish. Um, we have an in-house guide that we brought on this year, and uh, he's been a, a good tool or asset for us. But uh, the average person can come up here and catch fish. Many people bring fishing poles up just, you know, wanting to drop a line in the water, and uh, they have luck just doing it that way. Um I always suggest send, sending them out on the first day of their trip or the second morning um, to get a guide to kind of explain the lake, the layout, where the fish are biting and whatnot. Um, you're definitely going to hedge your bets if you go that route. But, uh, yeah, the average person can come up and catch fish anywhere from uh, smallmouth bass, walleye, perch, crappies, muskie, northern, uh, you name it, it's, it's up here. And based on the number of fishing boats parked at the dock system here at home base, it looks like a lot of people come to fish. Many people do come to fish. I would say uh, probably half of our customers are, are coming up to uh, maybe not only fish, but fish out on their houseboat trip. Um, 
Crane Lake is actually a great fishery right here out our back deck. Um, but you can go up into Sandpoint, Namakin, and all the way over to Cabotogama. So um, the waters are endless up this way. All right. So you come up for a visit, say fishing is not your forte. There are a lot of other things to see up here, especially within the National Park. Let's go through a list. Kettle Falls, obviously, is a, is a big destination for a lot of people. Why is that? I think uh, Kettle Falls is a, um, basically, it's a pretty cool historical site. Um, a lot of history um, with that location. Um, and it's one of the only other places that you can actually get a meal right off of the lake. So that's a, a, a good idea to maybe make a day trip up there off your houseboat, uh, go grab a bite to eat, learn a little bit about the history of the buildings and whatnot. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of history up in this area with loggers and um, just just what went on over the years. And Kettle Falls is an old lodge, correct? Yeah, yep. They uh, have what they call the Tilton Hilton up there. And that's basically, uh, they call it that because it was built on a rock and the, the ground around that rock um, kind of sank. So the building sank with it except for the part that was on the rock. So a lot of the floors in that building are, are basically not very level. Um, it's funny because the only uh, level part in that uh, building is the pool table. Right. And, and the old joke is you take the pool balls off the table and put them on the floor and they all disappear. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> right. All right. So what else? What are some of the other areas to see? I have never been to... Is there a rock garden out in the yep, middle of the rock gardens is up on uh, Cabotogama. Um, that's a, a destination people go to, to look at some of the uh, rock formations up there. Um, there's a, a, an inner lake called Makuta that you have to portage over to. That's kind of a fun one. Um, it's a crystal clear lake. Um, some people will come up and snorkel in it or even scuba dive because it's so clear. Um, the waterway that we're actually on, uh, is a little, uh, I, what I would call iron stained, um, from the tannic acid from the pine needles, but, yep. uh, uh, you get over to Makuta and it's crystal clear. It's kind of a cool area to go fishing and, uh, explore that. There's some hiking trails along that lake also. And there's nothing on that lake. I mean, it is middle of nowhere. Yep. It's uh, nature, you know, in the national park. Other destinations that you suggest people check out when they come up? Uh, you know, it's it's just about getting up into the national park. I, in my uh, opinion, Namakin Lake is where it's at. If you want to really venture into the national park, uh, there's just hundreds of little islands out there. Uh, many of them have houseboat spots to park on. Some of them have nice sandy beaches. Um, you know, it's all about being in nature and spending that time with your friends and family. So if we were to hop into the houseboat and head towards Namakin, like half yep. a day journey, full day. From, uh, from uh, the lodge to uh, the mouth of Namakin, you're looking at about three hours by houseboat. So not terribly far. No, not terribly far. A lot of people will want to make it up to um, Namakin on their first day, and it depends on 
what time they um, get to the lodge and get checked out. But many, many days uh, that's possible to get to the east end of uh, Namakin. So when you go in, do you see a lot of other people? You'll see other boats, um, but the further you get up into Namakin, it, it becomes less and less. Um, you know, the pleasure boaters a lot of times will be like in Crane Lake, um, and they may venture out a little bit into the national park, but it's mostly houseboats up there, and there may be days where you don't see anybody. Mm-hmm. The other thing I wonder about, there's this imaginary line running down the middle of these lakes. I mean, we are literally on the Canadian border. How do, you, how do your customers manage that? Like, what are the rules there? Well, the rules are um, you can float into Canada, you can boat into Canada, but you cannot um, drop your anchor and you cannot touch Canadian soil without going through customs. So actually, most of the time, when you're going through like the Namakan Narrows up into Namakan Lake, you're going to cross over into Canada slightly. Um, and you can actually fish in Canada with a Canadian fishing license, um, but you're not allowed to bring live bait from the U.S. into Canada. So that's uh, one of the rules and regulations. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're welcome to kind of float over into Canada as long as you're not fishing and not touching their shoreline or dropping an anchor. So as I look at the map here, this is just an expansive body of water with Grassy Bay, South 23, Jensen Bay, Browns, all these campsites scattered throughout the park. Do you have favorites? There's got to be one. You know, uh, right at the mouth of uh, Namakin, going from Sandpoint into Namakin, it's called N8. Um, That's an awesome site. It's got a nice sandy beach there kind of protected. Um, another one that I like is uh, in Grassy Bay. We have a lot of different uh, sites in Grassy Bay. That's a really picturesque uh, area. A lot of high elevation around there. The highest uh, point in the park is there with a the big granite um, rock wall that uh, a lot of people get pictures with. Um, yeah, I, I always say that that where it's at is either on the east end of Namakin or the west end of Namakin. Those are just, it's just so cool uh, boating around and seeing all the islands and just nature. I mean, there's just nothing but nature up there. I love it. All right. We need to take another break to thank a few sponsors. But when we come back, Craig, I want to talk about your connection to this place. Um, you've got family history here, and I think... I think there's a story behind that. I'm Bill Shirk, the man about the woods, and you are listening to the Minnesota Bound podcast, the stories behind the stories. Uh, So many great sponsors who work with us on the podcast. Up first, we'd like to thank our friends at Star Bank. Ron Shera here with a question. Have you ever heard of an economic first responder? That's an economic first responder. Well, it's real. Think of Star Bank. Star Bank is saving local businesses as an economic first responder in the Twin Cities, the West Metro, and rural Minnesota. Star Bank has been helping small businesses keep their lights on, pay their rent, pay their employees for months now. In fact, Star Bank has helped 629 local businesses during this pandemic. And they've been keeping small businesses on Minnesota's main streets as well. 
keeping small businesses alive. Economic first responders, indeed. You know, Star Bank is our local hero during this pandemic. Find Star Bank at StarBank.net on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Bank locally with Star Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. That's my choice, Star Bank. Ron Shera here. Also, it's time you visit North Dakota. You know, North Dakota is one of my favorite all-time hunting destinations. I can't believe it. It's the middle of the summer, and it's already time to start planning fall hunts in North Dakota. I have a few facts for you on the state's current hunting conditions. Get this, 2023 is one of the wettest springs on record which means an estimated 3.4 million breeding ducks. That number is up from last year. Also, the 2023 spring pheasant crowing count survey is up 30% from last year. You add to that North Dakota's plots program, you know, 800,000 acres of private land that is open to public walk-in hunting, and you have the perfect spot just waiting for your perfect fall hunt. Make memories and hunt North Dakota. Plan your adventure just like I do at HelloND.com. And a shout out to Rudy Luther Toyota. Ready for a women forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. 10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. All right, so we're talking Voyager houseboats and Voyager's National Park. I'm looking out the window and one of the old aluminum barge boats with the canopy on top is just pulling out. Looks like they're going out to do a little bit of work. Just another day here on Crane Lake on the edge of the National Park. Craig, your family has a connection to this lodge and this operation, if I'm correct. What, like, talk about the history here. Well, not necessarily to the lodge. Um, originally, um, we would come up to Cabotogama, which is on the other end of this uh, waterway, and we would fish probably three to five times a year with a, a family friend that had a cabin um, a few miles off of uh, Cabotogama. And we would always come up springtime when the walleyes were biting, uh, usually the, the two weeks after fishing opener, and uh, we would just have a great time catching walleyes up here. And we would start on cab and move our way down to Namakin. And I never really made it down to Sandpoint and uh, Crane Lake until um, several years later on a snowmobile trip. And uh, long story short, uh, my uncle, who's the partner in this uh, operation, uh, he decided he was going to invest in this uh, beautiful lodge up here and asked if I wanted to be partners in it. And I, I said, yeah, because it's just such a great area up here. You first started coming up at what age? I would say 17, and I'm in my 40s now, so that was a long time ago. It left an impression on you. It definitely did. It definitely did. It was, uh, I think it was just 
being in nature and, you know, not being down on the city lakes with all the traffic and whatnot. It's just cool to be up out on the water. And some days, like I said, you know, you don't see other boats. It is part of just getting away from the world we currently live in. Maybe that's a little bit thick by me, but Cullen, you were just at the the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, Of course, I was out there with the Minnesota Bomb Cabin for a few days. I mean, it's it's wonderful, but it's oppressive. Hundreds of thousands of people, noise, busyness, city traffic, and you come here, and it's the absolute opposite end of the spectrum. You know, it's 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 relaxing up up here. You know, the the state fair, you're kind of on edge. You got to be aware of your your surroundings everywhere you go. Uh, you got to watch out for for people and and how they're doing. But up here. You know, you can you can get out and relax and enjoy the way uh, nature is meant to be um, viewed. And as the world gets busier, right, and cities get developed, this still feels wild to me. It's like a trip to the past. It's, I mean, literally, end of, end of the road. Isn't it... Uh, isn't there a little bit of trivia that from here to get to the North Pole, do you guys know how many uh, roads you need to cross? <laughs> no, I, I don't know that one. I do know that we have a trivia show on our houseboats. <laughs> well, there you go. We might play it. It should be a question. The answer is two. The Trans-Canada, just over the border on the Canadian side, whatever that is, 11 or 14, and then the next one up at Dryden. Those are the only two roads you need to cross. And you can go by woods all the way to the North Pole. Wow. Isn't that something? It's crazy. Well, I'm looking out the window here. The storm clouds are now off to our north and east. There is a little bit of a breeze here. You guys have this massive U.S. flag over the dock, and it is standing at full attention. Uh, I don't think we're out of the woods yet as far as weather. So I think what we're going to do is hang tight here for a couple of hours let the rest of the crew show up and we'll see what the weather's doing and figure out our trip. Of course, we are documenting this adventure for the television portion for Minnesota Bounds. So watch for that in an upcoming episode. What else do you guys want people to know about this place? I would say, you know, Crane Lake's a, a great little town to come visit, uh, to spend a day, spend a week, spend a month. Fourth uh, of July is always a, a big occasion. Uh, we have a great fireworks show. Um, we put a barge out right out in front of the lodge and shoot the fireworks off. Uh, spectacular show. Uh, we have a parade with all of the area resorts, uh, typically putting in uh, a float. It's like uh, a page out of the past. It's like going back to the 1950s and having an old school Fourth uh, of July parade. And it's a big deal up here, you know, several hundred people come and, you know, kids get their candy and it's a great uh, place to come visit. How many people live here? Oh, I think it's less than a hundred. Wow. Well, all right. We'll see what this adventure holds. We sure appreciate the time today, you guys. And uh, up next for you, I mean, is there a legacy thing at play here? What's, 
what's the future looking like for Voyager well, houseboats? I would say that uh, this will be year three for us uh, in operations. Um, I've got my son that works down on the docks, and he's expressed interest in wanting to run the the show one day. So you never know. What's his age? Uh, he is. Uh, he just turned sixteen. Awesome. So this uh, this has been around since 1959, Voyager's Lodge. Um, so there's a lot of history here. Um, we'll we'll be glad to to carry the torch for the next uh, foreseeable future. Wonderful. Well, looking forward to the adventure. I'm going to get off this computer and get out to the boat and uh, take a few lessons on driving a houseboat. Appreciate you both and uh, continued success at Voyager here in Voyager's National Park. Sounds great. Appreciate you. Thank you. I'm Bill. Sh You're welcome. I'm Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. That about does it for us today. Again, we've got so many great sponsors who help us uh, get to you each week. Uh, we'd like to thank our friends at Connecticut, the Minnesota Propane Association, Star Bank, Rudy Luther Toyota, Lakes Gas, and North Dakota Tourism. Until next week, as we always say, don't forget to introduce somebody to the great outdoors. Mm -hmm.